UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, howling in the street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. I'm going to hit my brand or my logo if it'll let me. Okay, hold on one second. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I have with me, like seriously, a really fascinating guest with me tonight. Um, I have with me a real truth seeker, I I consider him to be. Um, He I have with me Ryder Lee, he's the host of Raised by Giants. And in his show, he gets into a lot of topics similar like we do, Secret Space Program, MKUltra, Anunnaki, Ufology, Spirituality. And he really digs for the truth, and I really respect that. So, because I think we're in in the times we're in, we're faced with a lot of disinformation. And uh, with all that said, I want to give him a big warm welcome to the show, Ryder. Thank you for coming on my show. How are you? Thanks so much for having me on, brother. Really appreciate it. You're you're putting out all of the episodes, dude. <laughs> it's crazy. You got a couple <laughs> going every single day, dude. So it's uh, commendable. Well- I'm starting to like, I'm starting to question like what's, what's real and what's not though. Like I'm starting to, I'm starting to get to a point where I'm like, I'm like, I mean, like I, I'll have anybody on, but I, I'm just like, I, I listen, I listen to a couple of your shows and uh, you, you and a couple other people got me thinking about like, you know, maybe I might switch up the way I do things. I'm not, I'm not sure yet. You know what I mean? But like, I want to be, I'm a truth seeker first and foremost, you know what I mean? But I like to be like Art Bell as well. You know, like I like to put out everything, but I don't know. What What are your thoughts on what's going on with like disinformation and misinformation and where we're at in the ufology community? Well, it really seems like belief has overruled facts and what some people consider to be truth, right? Belief has taken a stronghold, not only in this community, but within everyday events that's happening in this reality. And What happens when belief overrules facts and truth, you get a lot of muddying of the waters, right? You get people that would, uh, because I think belief is a very powerful tool and it's been used really against us. I mean, if you look through, you know, ancient religions, uh, you know, Christianity, uh, even religions predating Christianity, you have the, the whole basis and their foundation is belief. They have to believe in those stories. And right now, what we have in the community is a a bunch of stories. It's just a bunch of stories. And whenever those stories get put out and people believe in those stories, it becomes real. And that's what I really think is happening is a lot of people have just told stories upon stories. And then another person has come in and compiled their information and their own thoughts and their own ideas upon those previously established stories. And then it gets presented as it being factual. But when you look back at it, there's zero evidence. There's zero proof for a lot of these stories. And you look back and you look at, you know, uh, Bud Hopkins in his book, Missing Time. He basically created the thought in the idea of missing time and that missing time was associated with alien abduction. You know, he also invented screen memories. 
as well. So when that book dropped, everyone was like, oh, my God, I, I have missing time, too. What's going on? You know, it just creates it within the community. The same way with Gray Aliens, Willie Strieber's book, Communion, basically kicked the door down of Gray Aliens. That book drops and everyone's like, oh, holy shit, Gray Aliens are everywhere. I'm seeing them now. You know, it's a, it's an egregore. It's an egregorical reality that's being put forward. And when you look down into the facts and the evidence behind a lot of these things, you see that they have just been created. They've been created out of somebody's thought process. They've been created by their belief in them. And that's how it gets perpetuated. And then it snowballs and then that becomes a mythology within the community. When the truth is much further down to earth than extravagant nonsense, 20 different alien species visiting earth, messing with our DNA, extracting samples of our genetic material. Well, guess who's doing, really doing all of that? I mean, it's apparent that the government, the government <laughs> but it's being blamed on aliens, right? Because aliens is the perfect cover for everything. It's an external thing outside of yourself. Right? It's the boogeyman. It's like how everything is the boogeyman. You know, terrorism, boogeyman, you know, 2020, boogeyman, an unseen force that nobody has any evidence for. Or any proof for is magically doing all this stuff tinkering with our dna trying to create a, a hybridization program well that's what the exactly what the government is doing right now they're trying to create a human 2.0 and just look well, how do you how do you what, how do you know that i mean like what do you think is going on like what have you found out what have you looked into i gotta hear this this sounds insane it sounds insane it sounds amazing well, the first thing that I really delved deep into was the MK Ultra programs. I read through all of the declassified 149 declassified MK Ultra subprojects from the CIA, and that's uh, when you dig deep into that, you you realize that the whole mission of MK Ultra was to rid soldiers, people that have high up classified information to take those memories of that classified information and erase it from their brains. But then it evolved and it turned into something else. It turned into not only taking those memories away from those agents. The first studies were done on army intelligence personnel as a volunteer program. And they used a drug called BZ, which is 20 times more powerful than LSD, make you go out of your head for weeks at a time. So then Wait, they evolved. I, I, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but can mm -hmm. we hear a little bit more before you get into this? Like, what is this drug? I've never heard of it. Like, is it, is it, is it a psychedelic or is it like, and they were using it for, to manipulate soldiers? Yes, it was a drug. It's a psychedelic. Uh, you can type it into your Google, anybody that's uh, watching right now or listening, or you can personally type it in, type in BZ drug, and it'll tell you all about it. And you can even type in BZ drug used on uh, army personnel. Yeah, and it'll tell you everything that you need to know about it. But yeah, it was used as a experimentation and the soldiers, they didn't know what they were being experimented on. They were told that they were being They were going to be going to Fort Detrick, Maryland to uh, experiment on new weapons. They didn't know until they got there that they were going to be drugged and that drug was the new weapon. So after they were like, okay, well, we can remove memories and thoughts uh, from high up personnel that have classified information so that they can live like a normal life. Well, then they switched it up. They were like, okay, well, can we plant thoughts, ideas, beliefs into the subject's head and make them believe something that didn't even really happen? And they did this in a few ways. One way is called depatterning. 
and depatterning is done to remove normal thinking patterns, common sense, and and critical thinking. So it's like a it wipes your brain basically. And then they drug you. And the common misconception about MK Ultra it was that it was just LSD and mushrooms. Well, that's not true at all. A lot of drugs came out of the MK Ultra programs. Uh, antidepressants came out of the MK Ultra programs. Uh, antipsychotic medication came out of the MK Ultra programs. Uh, amphetamine came out of the MK Ultra programs, which is Adderall and Ritalin. And then guess what? They give your children whenever they're diagnosed with ADHD. They give you Adderall or Ritalin. Yeah, I was going to say all these. Then all these after this, all these drugs get dissipated into our new society, which is now like so. They had those MK Ultra programs in the '60s. Now look at our society today. Everything that you just named is is a mainstream drug in our society, which should tell you something about the state of our our, our reality. Yep. So they would depattern the person, they would drug them, and then they would use this technique that's called psychic driving, which psychic driving is a looped, uh, the official term of what psychic driving was used for in an official capacity was a looped audio message, right? And it was played on repeat over and over and over again to make the subject believe whatever was on that tape. So you've been depatterned. You've had normal thinking patterns erased from your brain. Critical thinking, common sense has been erased. You're drugged. And then you're, they have some kind of looped audio repeated message. No one really knows what was on those messages. Uh, it could be anything. It could be that you were in space fighting aliens for 20 years. And your age regressed back in time. And then you were brought back to the very point that you were taken. You know, And they would believe that because of the trauma that they just endured through the depatterning of their mind and then the drugging that they just went under. And I'm like, okay, well, if they can do that with a looped repeated audio message, what keeps them from reeling in a TV doing the same thing, but with visuals, what keeps them from putting a headset of some sort, some kind of virtual reality technology over the subject's head. That would really induce an experience. You would really believe that that happened if you were traumatized to the point that it removes normal thinking patterns and then you're drugged and then you have a, 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 audio, a headset put over your head to give you a visual representation along with audio. You, whatever was on whatever would be on that virtual reality simulation, you would more than likely believe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I, I totally agree. So then we see that now in our reality, we not only see the, the traumatization on a collective level to depattern us, to uproot our lives. Right. Just like in 2020, they uprooted everyone's lives, right? No one was working. No one was able to do the things that they were normally able to do. That's the ultimate depatterning technique. And I looked up statistics on the amount of people in the United States. I don't know about other countries. I didn't look up uh, anything about other countries, just specifically the United States. How many people in the United States was on some sort of pharmaceutical drug? I've seen a study from 2014 to 2016. And in that study, it said 48% of the United States population is on some sort of pharmaceutical drug. And oh almost God. half, almost half the United States population. And I guarantee you, uh, in eight years later, seven, eight years later, that number, number has increased dramatically. Guaranteed. You, you there hasn't been any recent studies. This makes me think that this this has to do with something with the Nazis because like I don't know if you like believe like my interview with Dan Willis, but Dan talks about how it not just how they brought the Nazis over from paperclip, but they you know it was called worldview warfare where they tried to um, implement their their strategy of warfare on our society, and that was by doing things like this by introducing drugs into the society. So if that's true, then that plan would be working. But do you, do you believe that or do you think that's a possibility? I think that there's a lot of 
German Nazi influences, not only from the scientists and the aerospace techs and everyone that we brought over from Project Paperclip, I believe the numbers were uh, staggeringly higher than what they say. They say that only 2,000 came over. I believe that it's probably closer to 15,000 or uh, 20,000 personally. No proof for that. But it wasn't just those types of people. See, MKUltra started, um, the modern day version of MKUltra started in Germany with Joseph Mengele. And uh, so they already knew what was going on there. And then I personally believe that it was a, this is where things get really convoluted in the, um, the mystical nature of these people signing a contract with extraterrestrials, uh, Eisenhower signing a contract with gray aliens to uh, in an exchange for wait, wait. some kind of technology. Wait, wait. I don't believe that was with gray aliens. I believe that was a contract with Germans. That was a contract with the Nazis. So do you so believe we've been visited at all? I'm sorry. Like, do you believe we've, I mean, cause like, I believe we've been visited. I can't prove it but I, I think we've had some kind of extraterrestrial influence in our past. I don't know how to prove it. I can't prove it to you. I, but I, it just seems like there's something going on. That's, that's not human. I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, I think the, the ancient past and the ancient text, uh, again, are literal interpretations. I don't think that, actual beings came down here and started manipulating our DNA and changing us on uh, any kind of genetic level. I think that it was a consciousness change, that it was an evolution of consciousness that happened. It's sort of like 2001, a space odyssey, right? With the monolith, if the monolith wouldn't have come to those monkeys, then they wouldn't have you killed each other and went all crazy and all that. Right. So I looked at that as an evolution of consciousness. Now, whether that's a regression or a progression of consciousness doesn't really matter. I think that it changed on some kind of level and doesn't necessarily mean that beings legitimately came here. Physical beings came here and physically manipulated and altered our DNA. I think that it could have been done uh, just naturally. I think that we could have, our consciousness could have evolved naturally. And this gets into, you know, where we are today. I think that the whole technology aspect of this whole thing is trying to shortcut the natural evolution and the natural progression of humans on the planet by incorporating us with technology by making us robots by uh you know uh, getting some kind of robotic augmentation into our body they're wanting to shortcut this natural evolution path that we would normally be going down see i think that we have all of the ability to do fantastical things i think that we're very psychic individuals I think that we can use telepathy. I think that we can remote view. I think that we can astral travel. I think that we're very inundated with all of these spiritual abilities. But the ones that are in charge, which I believe are absolutely human, it's just humans doing it to humans, uh, don't want us to evolve naturally They because they want control. They want to control humanity. And if we go down this natural evolution path, we won't be able to be controlled. So therefore they're like, okay, well, we'll give them robotics. We'll give them technology. We'll give them phones. We'll give them computers. And then some kind of brain insert technology uh, to, in order to control them, I think is what's happening. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, well, let's go back to this. You were, you were starting with Eisenhower, and then I kind of got you off track there. I, I'm sorry about that. Like, I wanted to see what you said about that, because what I think as far as, like, UFOs is, I think you might be onto something, but I think, like, that the UFOs had to come from somewhere, whether maybe that was I – don't, I don't know if that's reptilians, or I don't know if they exist, or I don't know what's real. But, like, I'm just saying, like, they had to come from somewhere, you know, like from – and I think that's from an outside source that's not human. 
I, again, I can't prove it, but I, I mean, I, there's so much that we don't know. That's why I do this. Cause I want to know the answers, you know, and I think you're the same way. You want to know the answers, but it's just like, how do we get there in a logical, rational way? Right. Well, I think that the UFO phenomenon has been served as a, as a huge cover up. And it's been our fault. We've continuously perpetuated the the extraterrestrial hypothesis. Because whenever we, as our as a human being, see something in the sky, we automatically think that it's extraterrestrial. We automatically think that it's something from off of our planet, someone coming to visit us. And you know, my question is, why? Shouldn't the first question be? wonder if this is from earth you know what if this yeah, is from earth, a previous earth. civilization what if this is from some ancient beings that's lived here for thousands of years already or what if this is us what if this is our military you know when you look at the evolving nature of ufos it's wild because in the 40s 50s 60s 70s it was all disc-shaped tin can craft. But in the last 30 to 40 years, it's evolved. It's turned into something different. You know, what's the explanation there? Were they, did aliens and extraterrestrials just come here in crappy tin can craft and mess around for a little bit and crash a bunch of their craft and all that and then go back and then in very speedy amount of time uh, develop light ships and plasma morphing craft and cloaking technology? It doesn't make any sense. But when you take it to the, to the human level that it's the military that has been us the entire time and we have created this craft, then you start to get a different perspective. And when you research back, you look at the Sonora Aero Club in the mid 1800s in Northern California, they were creating what some would call anti-gravity craft using a, a green spinning mercury. Walter Bosley has written several books about this. And then you look back at the newspaper articles of that time, you'll see that people are seeing weird things in the sky. You fast forward a little bit to the the Nazis in Germany during World War II, uh, the Glocka Bell technology. Uh, they were doing almost the exact same thing verbatim, but they were using a red spinning mercury. Uh, well, not the Hanabu. The, the Glocka is different than uh, the Hanabu. Uh, Dr. Joseph Farrell has written several books about uh, the Glocka uh, Bell technology. But when you, they were using the exact same type of uh, technology that the Sonora Aero Club was using in Northern California in the mid 1800s. And they were using a red spinning mercury fuel additive to let the, uh, the Bell technology lift up off of the ground. And that's basically all that the Glocka Bell did. And it had to have a lot of electricity running to it in order for it to be able to lift up off of the ground. The Hanabus are something different, and I don't believe that the Hanabus has ever been proven. The only thing that has been proven has been the the, the Glocka uh, Bell Tech. But then you look at everything that happened after World War II, after the war ended, right? You have 1947 Roswell crash. You have 1952 Washington flap event. You have 1965 Kecksburg event. Yeah, and after all of these events, the, the military, there's always some high up official that comes out and says to the public and is like, hey, listen, we have absolutely no reason to believe that this has anything to do with extraterrestrials. They say that every single time. But the problem that's occurred is that there's been so much distrust that's mounted against the government and through letter organizations and the military, that even when they're telling you the truth, the people in this community and people abroad don't believe them. Right? So it's become this conundrum. Even if they would come out and say, oh, hey, uh, it's just exactly like in 2020 when they came out and said, oh, hey, these um, UFOs are... Uh, actual, real, unidentified flying object. 
no one cared. It didn't matter anymore, right? Because people had been thinking that they'd been covering that up since 1947 with the Roswell event, right? That's where it all sparked from. Everything leads back to Roswell. Oh, it was, it was, uh, they no way that they were telling the truth. No way that that was a uh, German special access program that nobody had uh, the need to know that it was a uh, that it was an advanced craft that we were creating that we were responsible for that crashed. Had to be aliens. Had to be extraterrestrials, and the cover up was about them not releasing the advanced technology that they were working on. Then you fast forward to 61 with the Betty and Barney Hill case. Barney said his first statements were that it was the military that abducted them. And it wasn't until after he said he saw military officers in military uniforms. And it wasn't until after Betty got regressed and these thoughts and these ideas planted into Betty's head Oh, and as simple as this, the regressionist can be, because you're in a very relaxed state, you're in a um, a very impressionable state whenever you're being regressed, right? You're, Wait, I got a question. I guess, where did you hear that Bar Benny, Barney Hill said he said he, the military abducted him first? I've never heard that, but I, I believe you. I'm not doubting you. I just want to know, like, where did you source that from? Because I've never heard that before. Yeah, that was Jay Widener, uh, Walter Bosley, and Shane the Ruiner. All three told me the same thing. That's interesting. That's that's something that that's definitely something to think about. You know, I, I mean, like but I've never heard apparently that. it's very difficult to find. I've tried looking for it too, but I think that it was a a, a cover up on their end because they wanted it to be aliens and they wanted to cover up that the military was the ones that were actually going out and abducting people. Well, I mean, if you look at the entities that they drew and the, the sketches, they, they look very similar to military personnel. I, I, I believe you, but like what I'm saying is why would the military do this? What's the whole reason that they would go out and abduct people in a craft that like a spaceship and make it look like aliens? It doesn't make I mean it's just like why would they I mean it doesn't I mean it it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. I you know what I mean? Like I don't understand why they would go to those lengths to do that. I have to ask the question. Yeah, I think that it has something to do with some kind of genetic manipulation, genetic alteration of the the, the species, or some kind of um, taking of genetic material, and they just can't do that like out in the open. I mean, which they have, which we don't hear of abduction abductions anymore, right? That's what you know. No. I personally believe that 2020 was all about was getting our genetic material. <laughs> right that's what yeah. the, the whole thing was you know um i think that so that do you was think like they're the, trying to build a race like with this like they're, they're building a separate human race with this genetic material i think it's a high possibility yeah or changing our genetics and our dna on uh, a certain level to create a uh, a new human race i mean when we look back through the um the ancient text and all of that, we see that there are many rises and falls of civilizations, you know, and it seems like something always screws up and we go back down. Like we're taken back to the stone ages, you know, and we have to do all of this all over again, you know, and I think that we're, we might possibly be approaching that point in time. So if a few people survive, they have all the genetic material, all the DNA of the majority of <laughs> the population of the planet, which they now have. It was a very hard to avoid any testing, right? Very few people were able to avoid testing. One thing that was weird about those abductions, I don't know if you remember this, but I've, I've looked into the abduction phenomena a lot. And like I, the, the information you're presenting is very compelling because it really makes me think about, think twice about it. But 
what people would say with, about those abductions is that they would say that the aliens would abduct certain types of people. Like they said that they would abduct like Celtic people and Native American for some reason. Um, going back maybe to bloodlines, if that was the government, do you think the government was looking for certain bloodlines? Does that make any sense or no? Yeah, it's a high possibility, I think. A high possibility. I mean, there's, uh, you know, of course rumors and speculation that they're creating uh human beings without the uh without a womb that they're manufacturing human beings uh, basically outside of the womb so highly possible highly probable that that's the case yeah so what are your thoughts then on the SSP? Do you believe that these SSP people were just MK Ultra and like that or do you think it's like all a I'm, okay, well, let me ask you this. I don't I don't need to go off on those people because, like, they have their story and whether they're true or not, that's one thing. But, like, let's put it this way. What is going on, do you think, with the secret space program? Like, do you think we're out in space doing things and, like, um, start, like, like, Solar Warden, do you think it's real? Like, do you think, like, we actually have a secret space program? I think Solar Warden was a previous code name for what Space Force later became. And it was a rudimentary type of program. It didn't have anything to do with time travel, opening up portals, 20 and back programs, fighting aliens in space. I personally believe that the 20 and backers, secret space program, super soldier people, that's all like a, a, a huge cover up for what we might actually legitimately be doing in space like surveillance technology, putting nukes in space, uh, tracking systems. You know, those are the things that the government, uh, three-letter organizations in the military would not want you to know about. You know, what if they, yeah. they came out and said, oh, yeah, uh, guess what? We have a nuclear command post in space, and it can be launched at any time. I would trip people out. So the, the easiest way to avoid that altogether is to create a bunch of fairy tales to cover up the real project, yes. to cover up the, the real program, just like it served to cover up the, the Stargate project, which is a legitimate DIA Army intelligence special access program to use remote viewers and psychics to collect intelligence data on foreign assessments just like it was used to cover up looking glass technology. And they all talk about, oh, looking glass is a technology to be able to see into the past, see into the future, and all this mystical woo-woo stuff. Well, Operation Looking Glass is legitimately an Air Force command, command post with the ability to launch nukes from Earth in the emergency that ground-based uh, command has been rendered unusable or destroyed. See, they've taken real names of real projects and they've turned it into something that it's not. And the only purpose that that would serve is to cover up the real project so that people don't freak out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all, it's all, so you're saying it all points back to the government at some point, like you think. Absolutely. I believe that there are fake implanted memories, fake implanted thoughts uh, to disguise what's uh, really happening. And they it's what I've been labeling as a conspiracy burrito. I mean, the, the secret space program assets and the super soldiers, they, they all talk about the exact same thing. All of them. It's all... I was abducted by the military. I was taken to a military base. I was MK Ultra mind fractured. Immediately after being MK Ultra mind fractured, I was taken through a portal, either in New York or California. I was sent to Mars. I was sent to the moon. I served and fought aliens for 20 years. And then I was magically age regressed, time traveled back to the very point that I was taking. That's what every single one of them say. Yeah, that is true. So, so what are your thoughts on like, this is a different subject, but I mean, we have time. So I just want to get your opinion. What are your thoughts on like entities, like interdimensionals? Do you believe that interdimensionals exist? Like that we could be kept like, you know, like having experiences with, you know, paranormal entities. Like um, what are your thoughts on all that? 
Well, that's a really interesting question. I think the the when you look at the word interdimensional, it implies that it's happening inside of your head. Right? Interdimensional. It's happening within you. You're going inside of yourself to contact whatever it is that uh, is residing within you. I think is what my definition of an interdimensional would be this is happening inside of your head and uh, you know i i n n e r you know inner inner space interdimensional you know it's not called uh outer dimensional it's not happening outside of yourself it's happening within you now i do think that there's a connection here between paranormal phenomenon and remote viewing because I have looked through a lot of the unclassified, declassified remote viewing documents. I've read through all of them. I had all of them sent to me. Uh, read through basically every one of them. And SRI, which is Stanford Research Institute, talks about a phenomenon that's called perturbation of objects, which basically translate to remote telekinesis. So you can remote view a certain area and then be able to move stuff around, which I think is very interesting when it comes to like poltergeist-like entity activity as well. It's kind of the same type of phenomenon, right? but yeah. people don't think, oh, well, this could be an actual human being doing this to me. This has to be a ghost. This has to be an entity, a deceased human that has the ability to do that. But I, I not necessarily, I don't think. I think some of this phenomenon can actually be coming from a human across the planet. It could be. You're right. So what are your thoughts on the afterlife? Do you think it exists? Do you think we, we, we go to another place after here? Or do you think we're just, we turn into dust? I think that energy can't be destroyed. It can only be transmuted. And I'm under the personal belief, no evidence or no backing to this because you're asking me a, you know, a um, theological it's a, it's a question. So yeah. uh, I would say I'm under the impression that reincarnation is real and that you're, constantly recycled back onto the planet over and over and over again. And I think that that's what, if there is a possibility of life on other planets, it depends on what planet you're born on. You're kind of just stuck there. I think that it would be the same way on any other planet. If there is physical life, on other planets that can sustain the 3D physicality that we can on this planet, they would be exactly like us. They wouldn't be able to leave the planet either. They would be stuck there spiritually, right? Well, that's what I mean. What do you think is holding us there? Like, what do you think is keeping, you think it's like a lot of people think we're in a soul trap. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people say that this is like, you say that we're, you, well, you didn't say it. I don't, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but like other people say that we're in a soul trap, that this is like a prison planet. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I really don't know. And I think that maybe having that kind of thought in that, um, that idea might be doing more damage than it, it, than it would be doing good. Right. Cause if you, what would, it would give us literally no point of even being here. That would mean that there would yeah. be no reason for us to even be here in the first place. If we're in a trap, we're in some kind of soul incarnation matrix, then uh, then what's the point of being here? Uh, that would mean that, that karma doesn't matter. That would mean that we're basically living a bunch of worthless lives, which I'm not ruling that out. That's a possibility. None of this, it's possible that none of this even matters. Highly possible. Who knows? Yeah. I really don't know. Or talked about that, like the, that, like entities, like the, the archons feed fed off our louche. 
you know, that could all be mythology, you know, but it, but still there could be some truth to it as well. You know, there could be some entity somewhere harvesting human DNA, not induction. I'm saying like, like, um, I don't know, a soul, soul trap reincarnation. I don't know. I don't want to be that negative, but I mean, like this world's pretty negative when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I really don't have an answer to that because I haven't been there. I don't really know too much about it. I just kind of hope for the best uh, whenever it's my time to pass over and whatever happens, happens. But I, I think that we should have the choice to remember if we were here before. Yeah. But I think that's I a part. I think that that's a part of the, if we are indeed in a trap, I think that that would be a part of the trap because if you came back here and you remembered your pre previous life, then you would do things completely different. You would have already learned from that previous life. And then you could basically become a master within four or five different lifetimes. Right. And they don't want that. So I think yeah. that that is a, that's a part of the, the stipulation of coming here. And it makes it seem like it's a playground experimentation kind of planet because if it wasn't then we would be able to remember but it, since we yeah, don't remember and we're wiped it makes it seem like that it doesn't really serve a higher purpose at all and we're just yeah. kind of here for the experience of being do here. you have do you have any thoughts on sim theory sim theory simulation theory oh yeah uh, I think that it's, I mean, it's highly possible. I think that with more, uh, you know, quantum physics and we're realizing that almost everything is pretty much made out of code. So it's highly possible that um, we're living in some kind of virtual reality simulation type of world. Now, I don't know if it's to the degree that some people think that it is sort of like the matrix. I don't know if it's, like that where the world has completely erupted and it's non really non-habitable that some um, robotic force has taken over. And then whenever we get out of here, we go to real life. I don't know if it's exactly like that, but it's possible that this reality that we're currently in was made specifically for us here, for us to live here. Which would be yeah. a form of a simulation. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what other questions I have here. Oh, I have a good one. Like, why why did you name your channel Raised by Giants? I think that's a good question. Did anybody ever ask you that? Yeah, I've had a few people ask me. Originally, I wanted it to be uh, the name of my band because uh, I was a musician. And I had the name for a really long time, wanted it to be a name of a band, and then music kind of fell away and then i was like oh hey well i'm just gonna name this podcast and the show raised by giants and i'm super tall too i'm six four my whole family's really tall and like the shortest one out of my family on my dad's side my dad's like uh four or five inches taller than me and all of his brothers are taller than him so it kind of made sense on both of those angles that you know i would call it raised by giants not only because i legitimately think that I was raised by giants and all my family is tall, but I thought that it was a uh, cool band name as well. I think that is, I like the name a lot, but like, what do you, when you think about the ancient texts, do you think they might've been manipulated? Do you think they're mythology or do you think there's some truth to them? Like the stories of the Nephilim, the fallen angels, the Anunnaki, the Sumerian text, the Hebrew text, the Ugaritic text, all that stuff. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I think that it's interesting and I don't personally believe that it can be taken as um, historical fact. I don't believe that any yeah. ancient text or any religious text can be taken as historical fact, because when you think about it, I don't believe that we were the same humans that are here now that was here back then. And then another question comes to my mind is that, what makes us believe that all of those events even happened here? Could they have not have happened someplace else? I mean, there's no distinction of saying this really happened here. You know, could 
all of the planets in our solar system been inhabited at one time? That is true. Maybe, maybe we're the last ones, right? We're the last ones in our solar system that as an, has an inhabitable planet. Everyone else wiped themselves out. All the other planets got destroyed. No uh, physical 3D life on those other planets. Could it not be possible that somehow those beings traveled here and then they were writing the stories of the things that happened to them on their planet? You know, it's true. It's highly possible. We don't know, right? Yeah, we have no idea. So it, it is really interesting. I don't think that any of them can be uh, taken at face value as them actually happening literally, just like I was mentioning earlier. I don't think that literal beings came out of the sky and messed with our DNA. I think that it was a change of consciousness. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the, the Bible, there's proofs that the, the Roman Empire completely fabricated the, the entire New Testament. They just wrote it from basically nothing pre-existing stories so they, they copied the sumerian text they they copied they copied the atrahasis the atrahasis became noah's flood they copied the enuma lish they copied all the sumerian text you know like they really yep. did it's it's mm -hmm. it's insane i mean like i mean I, I guess you have revelations and stuff like that i don't know where they got that from they probably just wrote it you know what i mean but like you know i, I get what you're saying I, I know what you're saying like it's like all it's all really sus it's like it's really sus. Like it's like um, I don't know. But uh, well, this has been fascinating, man. Like I I I, I just want to say like I really respect your opinions. Like I have a little bit difference of opinions, but like who knows, right? I mean, like we're here on this earth and it's insane, you know. Like so, I'm here to hear everybody's story. Like that's the way I look at it. Like you know, like I. I, I don't know what's going on. I I really don't. I just know that the the waters have been muddied. I know that. And I agree with you on that. The, the waters have been very muddied and it's hard to see through. It's hard to see clearly. Is that, that makes any sense? It really is. And really quick on my point of us not being the, the same humans that have been here since the beginning. I really don't believe that. Right. The, the people that built these megalithic structures, these people that uh, created uh, the pyramids that built the pyramids, that uh, you know created all of these fantastical architectures. I don't believe we're the same people that are here now. I don't. It just it doesn't compute in my brain. We are a different version. I believe that there's been different versions of humans throughout time, throughout the history of the planet. There's been different versions of us, and we're getting ready to go into a new version. Now, whether that new version is harmonious and beneficial for everyone, we'll have to wait and see. Probably not. But uh, I don't think I think that that's the standard process and the standard procedure of the way that things work here, right? It's a duality and it's a polarity. You have to have the light, you have to have the dark. If you don't have that, then you no longer exist here on this planet in a 3D physical body. So anybody that's wanting the rainbow light fairy tale uh, peace for everyone, uh, no harm kind of reality, it's not going to happen. It's never yeah. going to happen here because the reality is based on duality and polarity. You have to I have agree. those opposing opposites, just like how anything works here. You have to have opposing opposites, electrons and neutrons. Electrons and what's the other one? Uh, I can't think of the, the other thing that the, lets things work. I think neutrons are like neutral. Electrons yeah, might be atoms. But that's the basis of our reality. It's, it's literally impossible for things to be heaven on earth here, like some people are wanting it to be, like ascension into this uh, 5D reality where everything's rainbow light, unicorn, fairy tales. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You want 5D. I, I, know not, I, I, know, I agree with you because I've experienced so much shit in this life. I'm just being honest. Like, and it, it's never, it's never, it's never, uh, it's never all, all love and light. It's always like someone's trying to shit on you, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Like, it's always like, it's not just that it's, it's the, like, the world finds ways to like screw you over. You know what I mean? Like the, the world finds ways, the duality 
the world balances itself out. It, it always finds, the universe finds balance. Exactly. So if it were to tip in one direction really far, then that means that we no longer exist because the planet can't sustain that kind of life. We would be in a different, uh, not to sound new agey here, but a, a different vibration, a, a different frequency where we are not physical 3D beings anymore. And that means that we can't experience the things that we could experience in a 3D physical reality. You have the whole range of things that you can experience here. You can experience pain and experience suffering. But on the opposite end, you can experience moments of bliss. You can experience joy. You can an extreme joy, an extreme happiness, an extreme love. And on the opposite end, you get extreme suffering. Right? But you can't experience that in a higher density level. You can't experience that in the 5D not possible because you're not a 3D physical being. Now, some duality might possibly still be there, but it's not going to be to the extreme level that we have here. And I think that's what makes us special here is that we get this wide range of experiences that we can have. And that doesn't mean that you don't get moments of bliss, that you don't get moments of happiness, that you don't get moments of love. But those moments should be cherished. You should really dwell I, I totally in those agree. moments. Yeah. And this idea that we can just rid all of the negative aspects out of this reality is, is completely unfounded because that's not the way that this reality works. I think that the key here is just acceptance acceptance of the way the things actually run here. And when you accept that, you can live life to your fullest potential. And bad things will happen. Shitty things happen all the time. I've had shitty things happen to me. You've had shitty things happen to you. Everyone that's listening to this has had shitty things happen to them. It's just a part of being here. But it's how you deal with those shitty things happening to you that makes all the difference? Are you cherishing It's like learning those... experiences, right? It's like, you know, like I just went through a breakup to be on, you know, like, and it was like, it hit me hard, you know? And I was like, and now I'm looking at it more as like, well, it was a learning experience. Maybe if I would have acted a different way or something or, or, or maybe things would have been different, you know? So at least I know that now, because if I was able to take that away, then I look at it as a learning experience and not a loss. And maybe that's just the way that I'm coping with it, but I don't know, you know? Well, yeah, we all have certain coping mechanisms when we experience loss. I mean, some people use the gym as a coping mechanism. Some people use shopping as a coping mechanism, ordering shit all day on Amazon.com and getting 20 packages <laughs> that you forgot you even ordered delivered to your door the next day. You know, people have food as a coping mechanism, you know? And it's not to say that any of those things are bad. None, none of those things are really bad except, you know, maybe like drugs and stuff or alcohol, you know, excessive amounts of really anything can be detrimental to you. But that, that's not to say that, that you're not going to experience loss. I mean, loss is just, uh, is literally just a part of being here. That's a part of the experience. I mean, it's inevitable. I mean, death is the uh, the, the end of existence for us here personally. You know, there, there's no other uh, more factual thing that can happen to us other than death. And someone is going to mourn you. You know, it's just the attachment to that. And us being here in this uh, 3D physical body, we we inevitably lock into certain things. So therefore when we lose them, it's a huge blow to us, you know? And, and at the same time, that doesn't mean uh, be distant from people. That doesn't mean don't trust people. That doesn't mean don't, you know, uh, love people. It just means be aware of uh, the, the things that are going on around you, you know, and the willingness yeah. to let go when, uh, you know, certain events happen.
No, that's the best explanation that I can uh, really come up with. In this that podcast. went really deep, and I'll just say I wasn't going to say it. I took shrooms before this podcast, so like this was this went really deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took a couple caps before the show, like because I was like I don't have to work tomorrow, so I was like I'm just going to you know. I wanted to see what it was like doing a live stream on shrooms. So here we go. But I mean, this was, uh, this was really fun. You know, like this was, this was awesome, man. Like, um, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we go for the night? Uh, just to really look into these, uh, to these subjects, look into the MK ultra programs, look into the Stargate project, uh, dive it deep into the stuff, look into operation, looking glass and, uh, research the things that you hear people say on these shows. Uh, you know, whenever they hear something that when you hear something that someone has said that you've never heard before, then just look it up really quick. You can find all of these things that I've talked about on this show that I didn't say was a part of my personal beliefs or my personal thought, or didn't have, didn't revolve around theology or, uh, uh, you know, my own personal opinions. You can research all that. Type in MKUltra. Look look through those 149 declassified MKUltra programs. Look up the Stargate project. You know, dig deep into it. All of the declassified information is out there somewhere, and you can really dig down deep into the bottom of the truth, and you'll see that a lot of these things that people are talking about serves as a cover-up for real programs, real operations, that are going on. You know, if if everyone came forward that was a part of any kind of MK Ultra program, they all collectively decided to come forward, go to Congress, sue the government for the trauma and the pain and everything that they endured, that becomes a problem. That's a huge issue. Huge yeah. problem. So what's the next best thing to do to keep that from happening? Next best thing to do is to get people talking about fairy tale bullshit nonsense as a distraction. And when people believe in that, it becomes real so that the real thing can be brushed under the rug and no one will care about it. And they can continue doing their operations and their experimentations out on the public. It, I mean, like, if you look at, like, if, if you look at, um, if you look at, um, the, the reason, one of the reasons why I believe, I still believe in the abductions a little bit because I believe that people are having experiences. So I think we differ there, but like, if you look at like, just like Carla Turner, for example, she was an abduction researcher. I really believe she was murdered, but th there's a thing where the, our, our, our paths might cross here. Maybe she caught on to something that the government was doing and that's why she got murdered. You know, I don't know that, but I just put that together. Now I just thought of it, you know? But that is legitimately the only reason that anybody would ever be taken out is if they're uh, finding out some kind of real government cover-up, some kind of classified information. All these people that are in here talking about extraterrestrials, abductions, and all, they don't care about that stuff because they know that it's nonsense. They can talk about that until the cows come home. No one cares because they know that it's made up. They know that it's fairy tales. The only time that anybody ever gets in trouble, anytime anyone ever gets taken out, or murdered, or assassinated, or dies suspiciously, or gets suicided, is if they have uncovered some sort of classified government projects. And well, what are your thoughts on Phil Schneider? Schneider? Phil Schneider, the guy, uh, the, the Dulce base guy? Yeah, yeah, he was onto something. I don't know what. But I mean, like, I can't say, I don't know enough, you know, but he said he saw aliens, but then he, he got, he got, he died. So who knows what he was into, you know, they found him suicided. It's, it's, I, it's, it's, I think that he cut off his own finger or cut off his own hand and blamed it on extraterrestrials. Pretty sure that was exposed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened. <laughs> oh my god! All right, man, this has been awesome. Like, well, can you tell everybody where to find you and and uh, and where to find your podcast? And thank you so much. I respect your ideas. That I really do. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, brother. Appreciate you. It was really fun chat. Appreciate you a lot. Appreciate your show. 
Uh, you can find me on Raised by Giants on YouTube, Rockfan Odyssey, Rumble, and all the different podcast platforms on Instagram at Raised by Giants Pod and on Twitter at Raised by Giants. Thanks so much, brother. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks, brother. And uh, have a good night, everybody. Oh, I have another show coming out at 8 o'clock just now. It's It should be coming out. You, should, you guys should get a notification. So if you guys want to tune into that, too, you can. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think we should be off. My, my thing keeps spinning. I don't know why it's doing that. I, 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 I tried to end the stream. It won't end. All right. All right. Um, I, I don't, all right. Oh, there we go. Okay, we're off. Thanks, man. Um, uh, oh, wait, it won't end the broadcast. What the hell is going on here? This is